0: nerd soul lay ill kid at one y'all still holding it down bringing this street geek and nerd soul what is up my people today another wonderful episode of on screen we talking about star Wars. anyway we are not by ourselves we are joined by an enigmatic person this man has brought you sliced bread and so much more i give to you jay shearer (laughs)
1: I didn't know. I didn't even realize I had brought that much, that much, uh, things to into reality here. Um, yeah, I'm stranded on, I'm stranded on Peridia. i still have thoughts about this finale.
0: Yeah, it's going to
1: be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting.
0: So, speaking of the finale of Ahsoka, that's what we're talking about. Full spoilers. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to throw it to you. Did you like it? Um, Okay,
1: so this is, a, <laughs> this is such a... I'm so conflicted. Um, the series as a whole, all eight episodes, I think the series is pretty good. It's definitely not better than Mandalorian. Some people are saying it's better than Mandalorian. It's definitely not better than Mandalorian. It's nowhere even near Andor. But the series had some moments. The series had some phenomenal moments Moments,
0: yeah, people are just saying it's better than Mandalorian because of recency bias. Correct, correct, correct. And here's the thing
1: I was very disappointed in the finale. Um, was the finale bad? No, oh, here we go. All right, but so I was very disappointed. So, so, that, all so of that's my kind of Star my Star Wars
0: fans that are in love with Dave Filoni and he can do no wrong, and you can't, <laughs> you can't ever. Critique star wars y'all just going and going to hit the thumbs down button now and going and see yourself out because <laughs> uh, he already said that he doesn't like the finale so <laughs> i don't like the finale. you know
1: what it's not that it's this finale is bad it's not bad it's just okay and it's so it's so disappointing comparative to four or five and six those three episodes were they should have been remember we talked you and i were talking about this it was a streak and they hit Mm -hmm. the streak at the wrong time they're in the playoffs they're going towards the championship and they went cold they went ice cold they started bricking threes they were it was they were nowhere near where they needed to be and ultimately that's just like a bummer man like i just i was just it bummed me out what about you what about you what did you think
0: uh, i first. You know what? I'm gonna I'm going to read a tweet from ah. Jay earlier today. <laughs> um, oh, Jay said, uh, "Let me let me make sure I, I I you know make sure I quote him properly." Uh, he said that this episode. Sorry, my one-word review of Ahsoka's finale: weird.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, before I give my thoughts, why would you say weird? Why, why is it weird? It's weird because, so you and I,
1: we've been talking about this show every single week. And we were like, this show is on a streak. Everything's headed in the right direction. Balin is super interesting. Shin is super interesting. We, we're pretty sure where we know this is, this is going to end up. By the way, it ended up kind of where we thought it was gonna end up. It didn't end up that different, except for we didn't get any we didn't get any big Balin reviews. Like, yeah, okay, we see that he's you know we'll probably get into this, but he's standing on the the Mortis Mountains, for lack of a better word, yeah. and he's doing something. But like, there was no there's no weight to that because we don't know what he's doing. Like, that's still mystery box territory, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, he's gonna do something with the Mortis stuff. Okay, Shin is now with some some like random raider guys like okay like she's in charge of like a half dozen guys or not half dozen but maybe like two dozen guys all right um you know like ezra ends up there's just and then there's some then there's some things like okay so let me just say this i think rick did a phenomenal job of directing this episode i have no problems every he hit every moment the way he needed to hit every moment but the writing was not there. Like, yeah, there was what just. What the episode several moments. was about
0: was the problem.
1: Exactly right. What the episode was about was the problem. And it's like, why is this episode eight, man? Like, this doesn't feel like it should be episode eight. And this didn't. We talked a lot about, like, so I started to, to feel bad in episode seven. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, the streak is over. Now can we start a new streak? And I heard a bunch of my friends, they were like, "Look, this is just building to episode 8. Episode eight's going to be a banger. Like it's going to be awesome." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was it was just okay." Like, and that just bummed me out cuz the directing was there. Rick Rick Fujiyama like brought it. Like he, it was it was legit. How do you pronounce his name, by the way? I was uh
0: it. it's Rick Famuyiwa. Famuyiwa. That's way better. I just looked I just, look, I just looked at his name like right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I'm so fine, phonetically, fine. that's how it sounds. So okay, I, perfect. I haven't heard him say it, but family
1: I always say it as if it's a Japanese name. and then I, as soon as I say it, I'm like, I know that's wrong. <laughs> why, I'm, why am I saying that? Um, so he 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 did phenomenal. I thought I thought that all of the moments, uh, all of the moments he made compelling based on what was there in the script. You could tell. Yeah. the problem was what was there in the script was not that great and so that was what bummed me out <laughs> oh man okay that's why, so, that's why it's weird it's weird it's like it's like oh that was that was such a weird place to end everything. you had this like amazing thing going you kind of faltered a little bit and then you fell and then you fell over like, what a bummer uh anyway
0: this all right so this episode was not good. I did not like it. Now it's <laughs> once again. It's we if if we're talking about an episode that gives you a whole bunch of Star Wars things mm. and explanations and stuff, cool. Yeah, but if we're talking about the culmination of a season, yeah, this episode sucked. <laughs> exactly, it did. <laughs> and don't nobody want to say it because Faloni's supposed to be you know our Lord and Savior. <laughs> I know, this episode dude. sucked. Oh, so true. And it wasn't Rick's fault.
1: No, it was not. This Rick's episode
0: fault. sucked because of what was in it. Yep, that's exactly right. This is why, because I, I I'm gonna drive this home. This is why Falony does not run Lucasfilm because people been. I remember when people were like, just give, you know, uh, what's her name, Kathleen needs to get out of the way and just give it to Dave and look. like, no, yes, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do it. He don't know what he's doing. Also, (laughs) when it comes to when it comes to being a studio head, there's a whole bunch of business stuff that we have no idea if he can handle or not. That's exactly. He's a creative. Do we know if he knows how to hire people and (laughs) and and get staff? And I'm not talking about hiring directors. Also, hiring what studio is gonna uh, what what crew is gonna work on the set? What all these little minor details go through her desk. But anyway don't don't get me started on that. back to this <laughs> this finale it did nothing for the story. this was right. just another episode yep and I think exactly. it's it's this hubris in the belief that we're gonna have more. We'll be able to do more. And I just finished covering how the gaming industry is having problems right now with you know funding and pe- they having layoffs and stuff and uh, studios closing. All of this stuff is connected. Look with the with the economy how it is, y'all ain't guaranteed another season. Yeah, yeah. And the way y'all left it off was in such a I don't care way. Y'all have wasted all of the goodwill in the, I guess the the mystery around Balin. I don't care anymore. I don't care what he finds, who he finds. I mean, I'm sure he'll find something cool, great, but I don't care anymore. Yep. Yep. Like when he finds him, I right, sure <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't. I truly do not care anymore. Then also, the, the thing that kills me, and I'll start this with my, my first point. And this is like at the end of the episode. But my first point I want to talk about this episode is when Ahsoka comes to Sabine, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Thrawn got away," and then Ahsoka's like. But Ezra got home. I... Okay, look. I love Ezra just as much as the next man. Hey, Ezra's great. High five. Cool. (laughs) But we're talking about one Jedi coming home as opposed to someone that you have feared returning to this galaxy so much so that you set off a whole crusade that started in Mandalorian season 2 now it's I because Ezra got home and I'm I'm not saying that I expect her to like I don't know like you know take her belt off and spank Sabine (laughs) oh lord I've probably probably already made something that somebody's gonna try to anyway (laughs) oh lord (laughs) But, but, but what I'm saying is there's no way that I'm going to be like, "Well, hey, Ezra got home." <laughs> so it's all right. Yeah, yeah. This oh my god.
1: Can I can I double down on this for a minute?
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Ezra steals. We don't know how we don't know what happens to him when when he's on Thron ship. Like that's a whole storyline that's probably a one-shot somewhere, you know, like a one-shot comic.
0: Yeah, it'll somewhere. be it'll be a comic book that they put out somewhere.
1: Yeah but dude for sure gets into a stormtrooper suit at some point in time then gets into a shuttle and then at no point decides i probably shouldn't show up in a stormtrooper shoot shoot to to the new republic ships bro you gotta be kidding me like don't get off the
0: ship because they wanted to have this dumb reveal yes exactly, exactly all he had to do is steal the ship now at the same time when he steals this ship no i guess well i can i can write this off as them saying we don't care about this one ship because even if it is azra it doesn't matter we're back we're back we got the dathomirian witches we're back there's nothing we're gonna we're about to have overwhelming force right so fine sure he got away but the whole he had to wear the armor when he showed up he didn't have to do that. They wanted that they wanted the helmet off moment. And also, once again, a bad moment when Hera sees him and she's just like paused. Yeah. Is, no one runs to anyone and hugs them anymore. <laughs> like, is that is that we don't do that anymore? We're <laughs> not excited to see people. We're just like Well, oh. and the fact that he's in the the fact that it's
1: written that he's in the stormtrooper gear is like also Somewhat preventative from making that a run to them moment, right? Like, so yeah, for example, true. all he has to do. So let's just say he lands the, the ship. Everyone's like, "This is an imperial ship. We gotta get our guns out." They all have the guns out. Same moment, right? He gets off. The thing opens. The smoke all comes down, and then you hear, uh, "Hera, can you guys lower your guns?" And then he walks out, and then they run and hug. Like that's the moment. Yeah. That's what the moment should have been. Like it's just because he just, could use
0: that same kind of kind of humor when he was like, "You want prisoners, right?" You want. You you do yeah, want business, exactly. right?
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: But ah oh, man, that that whole throne I mean throne got away. Ezra gets home. It's okay. The, all right. I know she's turned. A, she's she's new Ahsoka now. You know what I'm saying? She's turned over a new leaf. But that doesn't mean that you can just say, oh well, you know what I mean? Hey, what's a, what's done is done. No. We seriously need to like review what's gone down. We need a full debrief. And that debrief is that you screwed the galaxy. (laughs) Now, of course, apparently Thrawn loses because you know, I mean, you know, we've seen the sequel uh, sequel trilogy, but Mm -hmm. the idea is that when he comes back, I'm pretty sure people are going to get hurt and Another thing that this season does not do. We do all of this building about Thrawn returning and we see nothing. (laughs) Yeah, so true. Nothing. He gets back. It would have been it would have been cool if. Okay, say when Ezra gets back, then all of a sudden we start getting like calls in on all different like radio frequencies of like attacks and this then third make something like that and then end on that. But no we gotta go see Shin Hati raise her sword <laughs> for a whole bunch of raiders that don't matter. <laughs> right. Also the idea that this galaxy doesn't have some kind of civilization or like states and governments or counties and cities, parishes or whatever. You know township something come on man. Yeah. Like, no, oh boy. It. Um, okay. I'll, I'll get off that point for a second. <laughs> to give Thrawn his props, one thing that I do like is when Morgan is like, hey, we got this. There's nothing they can do. And basically, his whole attitude was like, nope, never underestimated Jedi.
1: Yeah.
0: I love that part where he. He was like, no, 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 many, many Imperials have said exactly what you said. Yeah. (laughs) Many of them. (laughs) And they're all dead. (laughs) He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, it's time for us to go. We got to get out of here fast. He was like, we're not wasting any time. We're not taking no chances. And, you know, like, even when he gloated at the end a little bit, he's like, you know, hey, look. I won the day. Mm. You did well. Mm. Respect, mm. but you know what? We won, mm. and we're going home. And you're going to be stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> well, until the until the the whales come back and give us a ride back, or we'll give you right. all a ride back. <laughs> right, right. Because I mean, I assume the whales will come back sooner or later. But who knows how long that'll be? Mm. Like, I mean, maybe they make their migration once a quarter or something. I don't know. <laughs> At, or maybe once a year who knows but the this whole like this whole they're stuck over there it didn't seem like it was a big deal to them it didn't seem like oh well hey Thrawn got back then we're not there to stop them. it didn't even seem like they were worried about that they were just like you know whatever it's all good yeah yeah and I'm like where is the sense of urgency Yep. I thought the whole ever since the trailer, it was supposed to be a big deal that hey Thrawn is coming. We gotta stop Thrawn. We gotta it's so much about Thrawn. It's so scary. We gotta stop him. And then when Thrawn gets to the other side, you don't you don't see them like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? What are they getting? We can't get a word to him. we can't get a message. Nothing. Yeah.
1: Just like whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that same problem is true throughout the entire episode. So like for example. Um. First of all, so let's talk about Morgan for a bit here. All right, Morgan. Her battle. I'm gonna say some positive things first. Her battle with Ahsoka, I thought was pretty cool. Like, oh yeah,
0: the, the fights people, this episode were on point.
1: Yeah, the fights were. Th- there's one fight that I have I- an issue with that comes right after, or comes, yeah, right after the fight with her. I think. Um, I don't remember exactly the timeline now. I've seen the episode a couple times, so I forget this now. Anyway, the fight though with Ahsoka. Phenomenal. Like, like that, that performer as a martial artist is fantastic. Um, so that was that was positive. What I didn't like again. This is a writing problem again, is we start the episode out by her getting to be basically like I guess uh, is it she is she a night sister now? Is like is that what she is? Like they they make her into something, right? They turn her into some evil thing. Yeah, I don't know it what it is. it seems
0: like they gave her uh they said the gift of shadows. So yeah. it seems like to get, to kind of give an idea, I guess what how I took it was, hey, you've been you've been um you know like you're a Christian but now you're being baptized kind of thing.
1: So like she's always
0: followed the night sisters, but now she's being like baptized into the, the, the shadows kind of. Yes.
1: Okay. I totally think that that's the right way to take it. They give her the sword.
0: Now here's the thing. Why
1: didn't you say in episode one, Morgan's goal is to become, is to get the shadow. She wants the respect. She wants to have, she wants to be able to get this sword. She wants to be special up until that point. We just thought she was wanting to bring Thrawn back, <laughs> like, like. Yeah. So, so the whole thing that's so weird about that is that, like, that moment, the music swells. This moment is so important, and we're like, "This moment's important. This sword is important." They it's just like just this is important, it is it? Yeah, is it really important? Because, because we saw her fight Ahsoka in Mandalorian season two, and she didn't need a fancy sword or whatever po- extra powers she got. Not to mention the fact that why don't the why don't the uh, the witches bring her back to life? They're bringing back all the other people back to life. Like I don't know, man. That that whole thing. And then it, the other thing that really bothered me is that he literally Thrawn literally just said like, "Whatever you do, like prevent the Jedi from getting to me." And then she squares up against Ahsoka and lets she lets Sabine and Ezra walk right by <laughs> like it's like they're no big deal. Was like, what are you doing? Like, what isn't this supposed to be a fight between? Like, aren't you supposed to prevent people on this team from reaching the Star Destroyer? Because you're not doing that. I guess
0: we can say that maybe that was her job, but she took it personal because Ahsoka beat her last time, so she wanted to take her on again. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I guess I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she, she was pissed. They she just was pissed walked at by and, for keeping you know, her there. She's like, "I'm just gonna take a soak on. Let let these people
0: <laughs> deal with Ron." I, I mean know, that yeah. that fight that fight was awesome. Like that, that fight was dope. That fight was dope. And it was fast. It did not look slow. It didn't no. look like they were doing one and two and three. You know, it, yep. it looked like they were kind of like giving it their all. And it, it Rick hit like us with the wide shot, all so we so actually got love. to see
1: him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Rick hit us with a wide shot where we got to actually yeah, see he, their moves. It wasn't a bunch of do, close-ups. He
0: didn't go to the Chris Nolan school of editing, <laughs> right, uh, right, right, right. And y'all can—I know Chris Nolan fans. Y'all love everything he do, but the bottom line is there were so many cuts in that animation. He could have made—he could have made a cheesesteak with that. mean, like, <laughs> he had so many cuts. I was like, yo, when? when like I—I'm almost having a seizure looking at all these cuts. But anyway, <laughs> the that fight scene, both performers went all out, and I loved it. Like they gave it, you know, they went a hundred percent, and that that was on point. Yep, yep, yep. It is it, just beautiful. Like just to, just to see it was awesome. Now, another thing we get in this, the blade of Towson, it's a whole other thing we just pulled yeah. out of our out of our rectum. Yes. That's right. Quote it right out. Now, (laughs) we had Mother Towson all through the Clone Wars animated series. Why did we never hear about this? Mm -hmm. Wanna know why? Because we hadn't made it up yet. So now (laughs) so now we make it up cool. That's great. I think the blade looks awesome. But I don't know. I would have liked to see Ahsoka get hit with it and then it do something to her. even if she even if she got like nicked by it and maybe it do something to her where it's like you know like like oh my god like it's like this poisons you or you know or it it slows you down or it has some kind of like you know lingering effect yeah 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 yeah. because i mean the sword looks cool and the fact that they kind of like brought it from i don't know maybe a pocket dimension or something that's cool but they also brought it out of nowhere
1: well, this is the thing, because a bunch of these Star Wars lore fans will be like, "Well, you just didn't watch the Clone Wars, so that's why you didn't." It's like, hang on a second, hang well, on a no, second. No, I
0: watched it. Yeah, yeah they didn't have the blade of Towson in it. Yeah, well, and and
1: even if even if like I, I'm I'm reading an article right now that says that it appeared in one scene when she fought with when Mother Towson fought with. uh Mace Windu. Okay, fine. Oh my
0: God.
1: Fine. So it appeared in one episode.
0: What? Oh my God. So now, so, <laughs> so basically, because I've seen all the Clone Wars, so basically I had to be paying the attention to like, you know, one minute out of like the twenty thousand minutes of the show. <laughs> right. And like, that's bad. On. That's bad writing. Because here's the thing. If we
1: haven't seen those episodes, if we don't remember that, even if we have, and we remember it at the top of our head, like, you remember that sword that Mother Talzin had? That was amazing. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. There is, what does it mean for Morgan to have that sword? And, as, as far as we know, she's not expecting that sword. She's not trying to get that sword. That sword means nothing to her. We have no idea what Morgan's goal is besides she kind of wanted to bring back Thrawn. She wanted yeah. to bring back Thron enough that she built a whole ship for him to bring him back, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, by the way, um, the entire time... Now, I don't mind Thrawn's reaction to her, which is basically like, hey, I'm really glad you came all this way, but I, I actually need you to help me get out of here. So uh, you're going to stay back and fight. I don't mind that because he's a very strategic guy. I get that. But just how all of those pieces fell into place, it was like, you know, that Rick showed up for the job, and they went, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna have this a uh, big moment where uh, the Sword of Talzin comes up." And he's like, "What's that?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, the Sword of is gonna come up. Like you gotta, you gotta be, uh, you gotta make it, make it special." He's like, why do I mean to make it special?" <laughs>
0: and they're like, yeah, and "He did, he did we've a never good talked job." About this in any of the other seven episodes, correct, correct.
1: And he did a good job. It, it, he actually did a really good job with it. He directed all everybody really great about that. But man, it just felt like it came from nowhere. Um, there was now no did, foreshadowing.
0: I'm gonna give Rick his props because I'm watching the fight scene right now as we're talking about it. Yeah, Morgan is giving it like all yes. like she's swinging hard. The the facial expressions like they are going a hundred percent at one another. And that's something that's awesome. But when you bring in this stuff, it's similar to what Stan Lee says. Everyone's comic book. I mean, every comic book is someone's first comic book. Yep. And like, you didn't even we we didn't know Morgan's like motivations at all. I mean, when she got over here, we're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, these are these are her people. Great. But we didn't know that. Now we know her motivations were to basically reestablish the Dathomirian people in in our galaxy meaning the one we the one we know the known galaxy I guess yeah that would be awesome yes if we knew that from the beginning because then we could have had a situation like oh we know why she's there we know why she's you know it just seemed like she was kind of like a Thrawn lackey sort of and then it was like well no she's a she's a you know a night sister maybe yeah <sighs> yeah. I,
1: I was, don't know. It was difficult, man. It was. That's what I mean by weird. It was like it was almost like Dave Filoni was writing the next episode while the other episode was airing last week. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, well, what should I do now? <laughs> like, what what should I do now? Like, should I should I make something cool happen or should I just like leave it? Obviously, he had some ideas for moments and stuff like that in there, but. Um, like, I mean, because
0: as far as star wars moments this show shines yes. this show has tons of star warsian moments absolutely but as far as being something engaging to actually enjoy as a tv show just as a tv show it's not cohesive no no at all Clooney needed favreau on this really bad yes and i don't i don't want to hear nothing about eight episodes at all now it's a different medium but storytelling is storytelling i just finished watching season one of castlevania nocturne three times and that's only eight episodes Mm. each episode is only like 26 minutes and i've watched it three times already why because it's compelling Because there's the backstory is their motivations are clear. We know what's going on. We have we we even have someone in Orlocks that is similar to Balin, but the difference is (laughs) He's his motivations are shown, not told. Mm. So even though he's he's kind of an enigma, you're like, oh, Okay so he's a vampire but oh, okay so he's clearly okay so he's clearly not with the other vampires but he's not okay so he's drinking the blood oh, okay so he's anti-establishment this is so he's not with the so it's very the whole time you're like getting this but you're seeing him make choices not you get one scene where he's really cool then he disappears for like two episodes <laughs> then he comes back and you see him just standing on a stone statue it um <sighs> i don't want to i don't want the the eight episode excuse anymore no because castlevania killed it everyone had their motivations they paid everyone else clearly and had an awesome ending you know at at the very end like when i say the very end like the last 30 seconds of the the finale but we didn't get that here see in in castlevania it looks like all is lost richter belmont is on his own and the, the one of the main vampires, Drolta, is coming after him. And we're like, yo, they're already beating bad. It's over. Then all of a sudden, S- Drolta gets stabbed through the heart. Oh my god, who? How what, how what who? Oh snap, it's Alucard, Dracula's son out of the blue. Boom. There you go. Heroic moment. Something that y'all could have did with Luke in episode seven, but don't get me started. So <laughs> it, it, what I'm saying is I don't want the eight episode excuse anymore. It's done, it's been done. Y'all just waste time. You waste time trying to do these cool Star Wars moments that are they're awesome. I appreciate them, but you're wasting time instead of actually telling the story. Yeah. Because I want to talk about Shin and Balin real quick. Mm. And I do mean real quick, because it's not gonna take long. Because <laughs> we don't see them. Yeah. until the very end which would, I guess com- I guess could be considered the epilogue of the episode mm-hmm. or the epilogue of the season maybe you did all of this building once again now remember all these people that hated you know uh, Phantom Menace and this then and the third you built up this cool guy looking. you did nothing with him same thing happened here mm-hmm. your boy Lord and Savior did the same thing here two super cool people nothing <laughs> yeah N- nothing happened
1: nothing like,
0: happened and now unfortunately since since ray has passed we're probably not going to see that story pay off but do i even care if it pays off because we still you're still making it extremely vague as what he's li- i mean i guess the abeloff people they're probably right i guess hmm but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it for sure. For sure. I mean, I guess. But we didn't wrap that up because you probably assume. Oh, we'll get we'll get more episodes. Yeah.
1: Well, and I still I still don't even think that this is where Filoni's lore drives me nuts. Um, somebody was saying to me on Twitter they were saying like, oh, but Filoni's bringing in all the lore, like it's going to be Mortis and this and that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like. That's not making Star Wars better. Like, the George Lucas lore was fine. Like, you didn't need to necessarily build off of that and, like, build all these other things. The Mortis
0: God and everything kind of convoluted things to a certain degree. Correct. Correct. But at the same time, I guess you could. There's nothing wrong with having personified, like, you know, you have death and stuff like that. There's, there's not, I mean, like, you know, you have, like, death and, like, Marvel and stuff. So, I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with a personification but then you start asking questions like even when he brought in the character Bindu you start yeah. asking questions like okay so yeah are there any more creatures like this yeah like yeah. is Bindu one of 10 or something like that or you know but sorry continue no
1: no you're going down the exact same path I'm going down it's like there's a there's a point at which okay so like normally when people bring lore into stories and you'll see like a character that's being named like one of the Greek gods or like a character from the Bible they like they'll name them something and then that character stands for something that that makes their character more interesting usually those things are vague and interesting because they relate to a philosophy but you don't like get out of you don't get out like a a, a a philosophy book and be like here's like Here's like 100 pages of what this character is going to go through based exactly on what's in the book. It's just an inspiration for that character. And what I feel like Filoni does is he goes, I have all this inspiration for a character, and I'm not cool with just telling you that they're a cool character and they exist in this world. I had to explain every little detail to you about how this character works in relationship to the Force. And you're like, dude, I I don't even want to know all that because now what my brain starts to do instead of just accepting that as like a metaphor for the force instead of accepting that the the mortis um the mortis gods are um are sort of metaphors for what the force is about he's making them core to everything that the force exists around right like yeah. because the, what we have to assume is that balen's balen's character as the mountain as the statue is pointing towards the source of the force that um balen is going to go to like he the father yeah. the, the the father is pointing to that and dude that is so getting literal into like oh no the father really existed and the son really existed and the daughter really existed and then this is the actual place where they created the force it's like Dude, that is so literal. We don't need that amount of literal things in our lore. It's unless, better if the lore is just Unless they going to
0: back up and say that this person didn't create the force, but this person kind of, I guess, found the force. It was mm, the first mm. person to maybe ever tap into it, maybe. But still, we're starting to get into the weeds in a way where it's yes. like, I don't know if we should.
1: Yes. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's just too, it's too much. I don't think... Uh, it frustrates me because George Lucas left it pretty open. He now, a bunch of people asked him a bunch of questions about it, right? And George was inspired by Eastern mysticism, clearly, that's been well documented. Yeah. Even George has talked about that. And that, in and of itself, was like, you know, we don't know, we just accept. And therefore, there's yin and yang, and we accept. And like acceptance is a huge part of that, right? so so as the audience you go okay cool i'll just accept it yeah that just makes let it be a me.
0: situation where the
1: force is and exactly it. exactly it doesn't need to be you don't need to get into the idiosyncrasies of like how this force was created how this then then you get into what happens for me personally and people are already posting about this like somebody was somebody posted i just saw a meme on twitter where someone posted um the the scene in uh i think it's revenge of the sith it could be attack of the clones i think it might be attack of the clones where um anakin is meeting with uh senator palpatine and he tells him like is there is there a way to bring people back from the dead and he's like well there is it, it's just unnatural <laughs> and, then it, and then it shows that scene and it below that it shows the witches bringing all the stormtroopers back to life it's like <laughs> well unless you know a r- witch then it's actually kind of easy um now, obviously, they were bringing them back in sort of a zombie way. It's totally, yeah, totally different. Which is but
0: super unnatural.
1: It is super unnatural. And, and the, I think the point that I'm trying to make is that, like, once you keep adding stuff, you add this, and then you add this, and then you add this, you take it to the next level. Pretty soon, things start to get a little bit more like, I don't know how that works. Like, for example, if you're, like, I, one of the problems, one of the things I have questions about with this episode is that Ahsoka says to Sabine... Have you been keeping up with your training? Now, if we go back 4 episodes, which I thought was about 4 days ago in the timeline of the show, yeah. Sabine could not move a, the cup on the desk. She couldn't move the nope. she couldn't pull the cup towards her. And not now Sabine be- is is like throwing Ezra across Chasms. I'm like, I don't know, man. What what happened in this time? And she goes, I've been training. And I'm like, you have? Because we haven't seen that on screen. So what have you been it doing? it Seems
0: like you've just been running from trouble to trouble. Exactly. It doesn't seem it, it, like it doesn't seem like you've had time to really train. And then for Ahsoka, they even ask, you know, it's been like, I don't know, maybe a week, if yeah. that. Yeah. It, so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's been a week? I so guess. What training has she had to do? She's been a prisoner, then she's been on the run, I then she know. found Ezra, pretended like wasn't nothing wrong, and now she's here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So that, so again, so what did that now is was there any point of the episode where I was like, Wow, this is so stupid that she's you know force throwing, force pushing Ezra onto the thing? No, but in the when we talk about lore and we talk about what it means to be a jedi and by the way the official star wars account apparently came out and said that sabine is a jedi now and it's like well that's weird because Ahsoka's not a jedi so is ahsoka ahsoka's not what's what happening here we have it's so confusing is she just want to be like ezra then is that what we're saying she's going to try and be my whole point is is that is it if you When you rush through all of these things and you try to have too many characters with too many storylines, it becomes pretty convoluted pretty fast. And then we're left going like, we're left with all of these moments, like you said, that are 10 out of 10 moments. And then you fill in the gaps between those moments and you go, I'm not sure that works from a storytelling perspective though. Like the gaps aren't being filled the way that they probably should be filled and we know feloni's better at that when even though i think there's some really boring episodes of clone wars and some really boring episodes of rebels we know that when given a lot of time feloni does tend to land the plane well And you and i were talking yeah. about that like feloni's gonna land the plane it's eight episodes he's gonna get there but now we know feloni needs a couple of seasons maybe he needs three or four seasons to be able to or land or maybe
0: feloni thinks he has more time than he really does
1: Ooh, that's a good
0: point. Because there's no guarantee, there's no guarantee you're gonna get a season two, especially with this whole strike and everything. Because Mm -hmm. I believe the writers came to a deal or an agreement, but I don't believe the actors have. No, they're still meeting. Today was another
1: one of their meetings, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there's no guarantee that there's gonna be another season. Right. And shoot, for that matter, I mean, who knows if we're even gonna see the movie, which I mean, Lucasfilm coming <laughs> coming through on their movie announcements isn't isn't always a good thing. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. No, but it is
0: not. It, can I? All right, can, I don't want people to think that I don't like Star Wars. I love Star Wars.
1: I do too. I love Star Wars. But I'm, I going like going this to, I'm
0: going to go in this I'm going to go in and say the Force Ghost at the end was not cool. I I. I didn't really care for it at all I, it's weird because the episode with her and Anakin I loved but showing his force ghost at the end of this episode I was just like uh, it was almost like an eye roll I don't I don't know why it was something about it I just didn't care and maybe at by the end of the episode I was already disappointed so maybe that was just <laughs> another piece yeah. but when I saw it, I was just like I was like wow really What is is he smiling for? What what is he really smiling for?
1: So here again, here's the lore again where it gets weird, right? So we got to go back, but you and I had this long discussion where I was like, man, I'm going to be very uncomfortable if this is actually Anakin's force ghost that's visiting her in in the world between worlds. And this is why, this is why, this is exactly why. Because now, let's just take Ahsoka and break down what her character arc was. To me, that moment... The reason why that moment was supposed to land, and I did like the way it was directed too, where you pu- you, you pull back and you see his shoulder and then it pulls back around and you, and you um, do a dolly shot in or a, or a zoom into him, that was cool. But here's the problem, here's the problem. From a storytelling perspective, what that moment was supposed to showcase was that Ahsoka had fully realized the last lesson that she needed to learn. Here's the problem with that, though. Did she, did she learn that she should be at peace and not at war? Did she learn that she's fighting for peace and not trying to do a, not trying to go into battle? I mean, she does seem more at peace personally, but the galaxy, Ron just got back. Is that a reason that they should be celebrating? Or is yeah, it? They, or they, is they she, shouldn't is it, be
0: happy right now. They should. Yeah, be, they should be literally doing everything they can, calculation wise, to get back i mean shoot for all of that for all that sake and this is this is uh, of course you can't have this because then you can't be stranded but one of the main things i would have did is been like okay hey hu yang you know how you scan stuff you scan the ship and everything on our journey just keep a i don't know a scan of the the nautical miles or whatever whatever the space you know space you know uh, I guess mile markers or whatever you know track all that so then all we have to do is just hit a U-turn because I'm I feel like if he is a robot that has the skills to be able to scan stuff then he definitely has some sort of GPS Mm -hmm. so in that like, okay. In saying that, and of course, people be like, you're asking too many questions. Well, he's he's <laughs> he's doing this stuff, meaning he, meaning Dave Filoni if he's putting out all these answers, then he's gonna make me ask more questions. So my question yeah. is one, if you have GPS either in yourself, Hu Yang, or on the ship, yeah. can you not track slash map where you've gone mm. so then you can just turn around and come back? Yeah. Even if you can't light light speed it the whole way, you can still go back that way. Yeah. Like because that in my estimation, say say if I get inside a inside of you know a car or something like that, and there or I get I guess I would have to get on in like a trailer.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: get in that trailer. And I, I turn on Google Maps And I just watch where we're going Then I can be like okay cool reverse Reverse direction <laughs>
1: right. And then
0: just go back Exactly. If Google can do that I know who Yang can like, <laughs> exactly. And I know it's a dumb I know it's a dumb thing to bring up But you bring it up when you start doing all these things where you're explaining stuff and it's like well okay if we're explaining all this stuff hold on can't Ho Yang tell where he is in every in any specific point in space like he knows like where he is like if you if like his programming knows like I'm on Hoth I'm on right. Tatooine I'm on right. Coruscant and I'm on this you know uh, this coordinates so can't you just track your coordinates as you travel through space and then just turn around and go back <laughs> like, I mean, why don't you just be like, okay, well, cool, we just just go north. Just go like a long way north. Just keep going that way. Yeah. Like can't <sighs> Because they, they don't even seem like they're trying to go back. They just like let's go and have a bonfire and kick it. <laughs> I know that's funny. They were, they were totally like that they were totally like yeah it's fine in fact you told us that it was dangerous for throwing to get back that we were fighting to keep him from getting back now that he's back we see no urgency to try to get back there to stop him or to warn people
1: yeah yeah or even to warn him like and, and on top of that on top of that too again Balin and shin did nothing in this episode virtually nothing they're Absolutely on screen nothing. for like what six seconds like, he
0: just stood in place yeah and the
1: bummer about that the bummer about that is that when we began this series if i'm not mistaken the opening shot of this series is them rolling up to a new republic ship and then murdering a bunch of people on that ship right yeah. that sets the tone for us that Balin and shin are going to be the primary either protagonists or antagonists. Protagonists meaning the people who have the goal that needs yeah. to get to get things done. Antagonists mean the people who are going to try to prevent them from getting that to happen. So then that, that means, that says to me, that Ahsoka is the antagonist. I'm going to try and prevent Balin and Shin from achieving their desired results. Except, they don't even matter to this episode at all. Even after Ahsoka and... Um, even after ahsoka and sabine are headed back to you know they see the force ghost and stuff they're headed back to the the fire uh the fire circle why aren't they like should we check in on Balin? because he seems to be up to something that's even worse than bringing thrawn back that just does not make any sense to me just it's just so weird they left they left so many threads open which i get it there's going to be another show whether it's called well yeah maybe and maybe it's and and i and here's what i was saying last week too like i don't think they're gonna have an ahsoka season two i think the plan is to have like a ezra season one and then all these things are gonna play out in some other kind of show
0: stop Um, stop nickel and diming these shows yeah like stop it we don't need a million different shows exactly exactly we don't need like you know ahsoka season one mandalorian season two Boba Fett season one. We don't or as we rece- We don't need all those. Just have one main show. Yeah, because well, what, yeah. you have Ahsoka, and the show won't about Ahsoka. It was Rebel season five.
1: And they, this was this made more sense when it was the Clone Wars, where you could jump around from character to character because yeah, it was true. literally about the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. But like you're saying, just like you're saying, they have an Ahsoka show, a Boba Fett show. There's going to be a Skeleton Crew show. We've got a a Mandalorian show. All of those shows, with the exception of Andor, have to come to the Filoni movie conclusion. So like Mm -hmm. they're all part of whatever this war is going to be called. They're all part of that, but they're all these separate pieces. And oh, the also is- the
0: war that's like never ever mentioned in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> just remember that. It's never true. ever mentioned. Yeah, maybe, no maybe because war. it only lasts a day. Maybe <laughs> we're gonna find out in this movie that it literally lasts like one day. But then <laughs> my next argument is <laughs> that the greatest military mind that the Empire has ever known only lasted one day
1: yeah nobody
0: ever mentioned like from the first order like oh nobody ever mentioned like hey what about that guy named Thrawn or something or maybe they were just too busy doing their own first order thing who knows
1: well my problem my problem with this is that They've told us that this show is called The Mandalorian and it's about The Mandalorian. And this has bothered me and I've never really brought this up. But then a bunch of people were like, no, it's just called The Mandalorian. And it's not about Din in The Mandalorian. It could be about Bo-Katan, The Mandalorian. It could be about some other Mandalorian that we bring in. And then we get another show called Ahsoka. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of about Ahsoka, but it's also really about Sabine and Ezra and everybody else. It's almost like they should have just called this live action rebels and then it would have made more sense to everybody right so one of my problems is is that when you name the show and actually solar brought this up solar gray brought this up in one of our previous episodes where he's like the titular character is barely even showing up now that we've seen her arc in the in this one in this one episode this in this one series it's like was it really ahsoka's show because This show would have been better had we had more time focusing in on Ahsoka. Some of the best moments of the show were from Episode 4, where Ahsoka is a primary character trying to prevent something from happening. Yep. Um, Episode 5, where Ahsoka is meeting Anakin and then has to actually figure out how to overcome the challenge of getting to the other galaxy and figures out a way to do so. The show is best when it's about Ahsoka because the show is called Ahsoka. We shouldn't have gotten into all these other things, man. It was just—it just made it too convoluted.
0: Yeah, it. And I'll even like because I remember people talking about uh, the Mandalorian. I'll even because the way I understood it, and this might just be me just being weird, but the way I understood <laughs> it is when the show starts, the Mandalorian is just Din Djarin because Din Djarin is a very solo person he's by himself he's on his own you know he's he's a foundling and you know he's just doing his own thing mm-hmm. and then as the show progresses as he evolves the Mandalorian comes to mean more than just himself even more than just his sect it's about his people and then I'm like okay cool I get it I think f- at least that's how I was kind of like seeing. like okay so it's becoming more it's just it's more about than just him it's about you know bringing Mandalore back which is cool I can get with that but then I do also see the side of hey we thought we were going to get just Din Djarin walking around beating people up and Mm. now it's not really about that anymore now Bo-Katan's here you got uh, you got this thing with Moff Gideon and he's building it's like you know I I don't know if I want this anymore so I, I get that side too um it's just that me i guess in, in my case i was kind of excited about where we were going as far as like returning the mandalorian people but then you know hey i guess you know when you come to ahsoka that doesn't really translate right because see you can say the mandalorian and it's just like the mandalorian meaning like when when like in the bible when they say man they're not talking about men only and not women when they say man they mean the race of man human right. beings right so right. the mandalorian like human beings dummy but it's like but it's like <laughs> no because people be like says man it's like yes but what what they mean it's like you know you can't you don't translate literal words you translate meaning but that's yeah. a whole other thing anyway so it, in the Mandalorian you can do that because it can be oh it can be Mandalorian one person, Mandalorian people, or the Mandalorian homeworld. It can be those things. It can be those things at one time if it wants to be. Because the the nature of that word. Right. But Ahsoka is different. Ahsoka is the name of a person.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Different. And on top of that, I would I would just, the argument I would make is that when, when you call something the Mandalorian and then the, the only Mandalorian we're following for the first season um, is focused on Din Djarin, it builds, so in other words, all I'm saying is you send signals to people with titles. You send signals to people yep. with the way that your story flows, with who the character is focused on. And I think Star Wars is in this place where it is. I don't know if they're too rushed or what it is, but they're sending lots of signals that they're sending some signals. And then in, in other regards, they're sending no signal at all. So we didn't get any signal about the Talzin sword, right? We didn't get a signal about that but we got this signal saying ahsoka is the main character okay well i'm assuming that your whole show is going to be about ahsoka and it happens to be the best when it's about ahsoka so it's just the signals their signals that they're sending and that they're not sending are just off they're not making sense it feels like they just need more time to sit with this and to deal with it before they do anything (laughs) that's
0: kind of my thought process it that's but you know what anyone who's watching Get ready because I'm about to give some praise. It's praise time. Okay. The whole bit with Hu Yang and Ezra is something that I love. Mm. The the building of the lightsaber, you know, him saying I have I have a system. He's like, you have a process, not a system. <laughs> or no, he said you have a method. You don't have a system. Right, right. And, then uh him saying that you know who taught you to build a lightsaber i've been doing lightsabers longer than you've been alive who taught and then when he said katie he was like oh (laughs) of course (laughs) you know so like those things are like star wars gold even though it didn't it didn't really drive the plot it gave us great insight see that that's it dave filoni gives us great insight into star wars mm-hmm he does not move the story forward. Mm. Like, cause that scene, I love yes. that. Even his yes. response to hearing Cain and saying, he was like, oh, well, of course, okay, makes sense now. All right. Well then this is what you need. Yeah. And, and then of course when Ezra sees it, he's like, oh yeah, just like he was like, you know, so seeing that um I guess relation between them two and that connection through his master, and then I guess. Hu yang's you know student to a certain degree that was a great moment and then even the statement of what is it the the relationship between a master and apprentice is usually challenging as challenging as it is meaningful those are awesome parts of star wars they're awesome parts they're great i love those statements i love those interactions those uh, even the the hints Of the interpersonal relationships With uh, uh, I don't know Ahsoka and Sabine Or Ezra and now Kanan who's gone or even Huyang Yang and Ahsoka those things are Awesome and I really enjoy them Yeah, But we have To be able to place them in a way To better move the story
1: Correct I think the way you just said it, it Was perfect it is Essentially he's he is primarily a librarian, right? And I've said this about the Lucasfilm Story group too. They are librarians and especially very especially true to the story group, but and Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni is a librarian who is then telling stories. Now he's an awesome world builder. Mm-hmm. He knows the lore. He's developed his own lore on top of George's lore. And so he gets at those moments that are like, yeah, we'll have a character building a lightsaber on screen. Like, we'll do this. We'll do that. All that stuff is cool. But sometimes he falters in that, which I think is why he needs to be paired with Favreau. Because Favreau is a really good storyteller and knows the beats that he needs to hit. Um, Yeah, he
0: knows how to pace things better. Correct. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, I think the
1: best way of talking about this is it was disappointing It was not a bad episode. It was just a disappointing episode, given what our expectations were, given what we were led to believe based on earlier episodes.
0: Yeah, from the from the two trailers that we got coming into this, you know, and once again, we since we are older, we're used to that, like that that joke where that uh, that guy was talking about the meme that says like, if there was a guy a TV show called Skate Man in the '90s from episode one he'd be skate. he'd be using <laughs> yeah. rollerblades he'd have inline skates he had quad skates he had a skateboard he had skate everything but now he'll be you know he'll be depressed for ten episodes in the last two episodes he'll be talking about you know possibly skating to break his depression and at the very end of the twelfth episode he'll get a pair of skates <laughs> like, so <laughs> because it's like we're not the trailer led us to believe that we're going to jump into this and with 8 episodes maybe Thrawn is going to be back in episode 3 or 4 and then we're going to get 4 episodes of Thrawn really laying on the pressure you know whether in the Core Worlds or the Outer Mid or the Outer Rim and it'll be something where the Republic is finding out that they they have no idea what they're doing and that they're kind of look at oh well we can't be you know we can't you know fight and have war and stuff because we don't want to be like the Empire and then they have to find out that oh oh so running in the government means you also have to defend it too mm-hmm. like you know and see the Empire or see the New Republic get their butts handed to them for say like three episodes or so where it's like oh this is this is why they were worried because he's, oh, yeah. he's come back and he's been back for say a week and he already has a stronghold in the outer rim or already has a stronghold in the mid rim. And he's already putting feelers out to Coruscant and it's not looking good because all of these people that we thought weren't a big deal and it was, oh, it was just, oh, uh, you know, um, this is just a uh, isolated incident. No, there are tons of, you know, basically nazi sympathizers or in this case there's tons of empire loyalists and you know he's he's creating a system where people are basically rising up at their jobs and killing their counterparts because you know long live the empire and then that would be like oh my god like this is why they wanted to keep him away this is you know this is the big deal but we didn't see that Nope, not at all.
1: Not see that, exactly.
0: and, uh, I mean, we got we got zombie troops, yeah, which was we cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's awesome, and I think it could be awesome and very scary if turned against the New Republic, and not kind of siloed to a small section on the other galaxy that didn't really super matter. Yeah, but even even with that, the way they were moving was creepy. Like, they got some good zombie movers. <laughs> it was creepy. Like, hold on, hold on. Like, I just hit him with the lightsaber again, and this dude is not dead. dead So, that was cool.
1: But <laughs> that was cool. And we even saw a partial face because they even know that yeah, one dark trooper. You see his face, troopers a little bit. or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That was nasty <laughs> in, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the we just didn't get Thron doing anything. They I didn't. was kind of surprised with the zombies
1: too. I have to say, I was kind of surprised that they didn't figure out. There's, there's no zombie lore in the Star Wars universe because why weren't they going for for cutting off the heads or or, or stabbing them yeah. through the brains early on? Like he was like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, you know, yeah, there's, there's no a way to there's kill no
0: these. zombie lore. There was. The only time we saw zombies were when they did the attack on dathomir but that's years and years ago now and none of these people were there so you know they didn't know so yeah <laughs> they're super you know ill-equipped to handle this mm. and like they're just they're just like coming at them and it's <laughs> yeah it's crazy and the the trip is when he said you know are you sure you know what you're gonna do these people you know she was like they volunteered they're ready so it's like i guess he already told them like hey look you might die and when you die we're gonna reanimate your body right and of course like he said for the empire so these these people are all you know they're you know they're truly you know they're, they're all for the empire, you know, right? Mind, body, and soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a That's that is one thing that I thought was awesome that I thought, you know, came through in this episode because I don't want to be just mean the whole time. Zombie troops was cool. Yeah. Like, they super, yeah. They, they were super cool. So I give, I give them their props. Um, And then the way Thrawn was, because he knew he was like, prepared for a ground assault. Don't underestimate, like, he, he did his thing. But I just don't like where we ended up. Um, I guess one one thing I do like where we ended up: the fact that we were seemingly establishing our stronghold on Dathomir, mm. and that might have been part of the deal with the ladies. Like, hey, you know, we're gonna this is where we're gonna go because I mean, Dathomir is probably. I guess an empty planet, because Grievous was sent and killed all of them. Hmm. Yeah, it might not be anyone left now. Of course, they have all those coffins, so I guess they're going to repopulate the Night Sisters in those bodies. I guess maybe. I don't know. And we might never know, due to the fact that we might not get a second season, or maybe this will be in the movie. Mm. Um, but I do like the return to Dathomir. I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think we can cool. get
0: a lot out of that. We can we can bring back also the the Dathomirian men, so we can get another you know like another kind of I guess look alike of you know of course the the one and only mall um so maybe something cool like that um so that that might be a good place for them to kind of like set up shop because dathomir has been i mean it was remote back back when they were in the i guess not the old republic but the i guess the the just the regular republic i don't know but (laughs) but they were remote planet then so, since it's been empty for who knows how long, it's it should be super off the radar and a perfect place for him to kind of concentrate his power. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that that is cool. But also in that for in that Dathomir thing, when he tells Morgan to stay, and he says for the Empire, and when he leaves, he says for Dathomir. We didn't know she cared about Dathomir that much
1: exactly exactly
0: like we didn't we didn't know she cared about Dathomir that much it would have been awesome if we did yes it would have been awesome if we knew she cared that much about Dathomir in in Mandalorian season 2
1: yeah and if we knew that all of those things that I was complaining about earlier would, would have not been a problem like you would have been able to foreshadow all of that
0: yeah because we, we would have been able to you know you know uh like, even, even a throwaway line from her in Mandalorian season two. Like, maybe if she says something like, uh, maybe like, you always think you're so much better than us, or something like that,
1: mm-hmm. or
0: you know, and she would have been like, like, who? And then she, you know, she could show some green flame and she can say, like, you'll see it. We'll be like, oh, hold up, the green flame, that's oh, yeah, and then people would be like, ah, oh, you know, at least something to know that she's night sister or 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 uh i guess a a, a follower of night sisterhood or something like that and then finally gets inducted you know maybe this was her kind of like pilgrimage and and this was important we we don't know right we just right. we just have no idea but it man uh it guys i don't hate this show <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't either. I don't hate this. I either. hate
0: the. I hate the way these last two episodes played out as a penultimate and finale of a season. Yes. Yes. Ah, uh, I'll throw it. I'll throw it over to you. Final thoughts, and where can they find you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts. I'll, I guess the best way of giving my final thoughts is to say it's contextualized for people because I hear I've done we've done a lot of complaining even though we've said there's some cool things that did happen in this episode. So let me contextualize for people like what I think is great television versus what I think is mediocre which is versus what I think is bad. I would give Andor like a not, like a, probably a 9.75 or a 10 out of 10. Like it is it is fantastic. It doesn't feel very Star Wars so I get people who don't like don't enjoy it as much, but as far as quality goes, best directed, best written best-performed Star Wars probably of all time. Um, so that's a 10 out of 10 for me. Next on the list is Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2, both of which I think are above 9. Both I I love both those seasons. Mandalorian Season 3 for me is probably more like at a 7. Um, still good. I still enjoyed it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Again, a little bit more storytelling problems. I might give it a 7.5. Maybe even to give it an 8 if I watched again. But it wasn't as good as the first two seasons. Yeah. Um I would give Kenobi probably a five and a half, although I think that it's just like so that's to me is just like an okay episode. Um anything above eight is exceptional. Anything from like six to eight is is good to decent, decent to good. And then anything below six is kind of like, well, it's fine, or then it gets bad territory. So so Kenobi's fine. Um Book of Boba Fett, I would say, is probably like a four and a half. There are some good moments. There are some good things that happen. Overall, not a great season of television, in my opinion. Um, nah. So where do I put this? Where do I contextualize this and put it in place? I think it's probably, for me, superior to Mandalorian Season 3, but not better than Season 1 or Season 2. And nowhere compared to Andor. So, even though I'm complaining about this as a season, I still would give it probably a good seven out of ten because of some of the moments that we got. Yeah. Um. But what's hard is when something is so disappointing. It's like it's really hard to end on this part in this particular way. Um, And I felt like that with Kenobi too because. My whole point with Kenobi was it had to prove its existence. At the end of the day, I don't think it proved its existence. And I was like, okay, so it was kind of just a show for us to be excited about Kenobi. Fine. Um, (laughs) This proved its existence a little better. It just didn't execute well all the way through. And so that's why I'm giving it what I'm giving it. It's not bad. It's the only reason I'm complaining so much on this particular show is because it was disappointing to me based on what we got on four, five, and six. It, so yeah, you can find yeah, me it's, um uh it's not well, bad. yeah, you hit you hit me you hit me with what you think before I give people where I can where they can find me.
0: Well, now I was just agreeing saying that it's not it's not bad. It's not yeah. it's not horrible. But go go ahead tell people. Okay, okay.
1: Uh yeah, you can find me um over at Orange Grove 55. We do the Story Geek show over there. Every once in a while, I'll be commenting on Disney stuff as well. They're a Disney channel. We, I do stuff that's not Disney um, on, the, on the Orange Group 55 channel, but uh, primarily they talk about Disney stuff over there. If you find me over there doing the Story Geek Show, we've been reviewing Ahsoka as well. In fact, I shout out our show all the time because I have a, such a good time doing, doing this with you that um, it's been really fun this whole season. And then you can also find me at How Stories Work with Jay Shear. That's its own YouTube channel, and I uh, have some new short film stuff coming out that um, you should definitely to go take a look at. I have a table read that we did for No Vacancy, which is like a superhero thriller with some horror elements to it. Um, you can check that over check that out over at How Stories Work with Jay Shear, the YouTube
0: channel. Oh, cool! Oh, this was up for me. I'm gonna probably go around the same way. I don't hate this show. Um, this show definitely had a rocky start. Um, I do think that it hit a, a really hot streak with four, five, and six. Um, but seven and eight were disappointing. They weren't they weren't trash, they were just disappointing because the story didn't really move anywhere. Um But maybe, maybe that's budget constraints, whatever, who knows? But out of 10... I might sit this show... At like a... Mm, like a... High 6 to 7... Because there, there's a lot of stuff that... I think... Is done to explain Star Wars... That can be cool... But then there's a lot of stuff where it's... Like the whole thing with like... Oh the force you just got to work really hard... And you can get it too... It's like, like... ah. i don't think that's how the force works and if that's the case then everybody can just get it but it or everybody can just be a jedi just like hey i want to be a jedi and then you just go you know work hard but i don't hate the show like there were there there's cool things for the night sisters there's cool things for you know Hu Yang, Ahsoka but I also think the show isn't titled correctly, it's not Ahsoka this is just Rebel Season 5 which is another issue that I have with this show in general, is that it doesn't really deliver on the promise of the title of the show Mm. so I'd say maybe like a high 6 I think it's around a high six, cause yeah. there's stuff that stuff that I dig. Yeah, I think I might have it around a high six, almost seven, like a six point eight, six point seven, something like that. So I don't hate park. the show. Yeah. You know, I think the show is cool. Is it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, it's alright, it's, it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think I'll be watching this show back over again the way I did with The Mandalorian. Right. Um. Unless it's a situation where I watch like episodes, maybe four, five, and six, maybe, Mm -hmm. and maybe like watch the fight scene in in the finale. Yeah, that that might be it. But guys, I I'm sorry because I'm pretty sure if if you love this show, we didn't really we didn't give you the love fest that you may have wanted. So (laughs) apologies. (laughs) But with that said n-e-r-d-s-a-u-l facebook instagram twitter tiktok podcast all that jazz until the next time that you are resurrected by three witches until you receive the blade of talzan or until you have to beat up a stormtrooper and steal a spaceship this is from us to you saying peace